Welcome to the 82nd edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. I am still your Majestic Champion, Tiger Height. There wasn't even a pay-per-view last know. weekend. I'm still the champion. <laughs> I'm still the champion. You want people to acknowledge that? Yes. To acknowledge, acknowledge you? Acknowledge me. So. Oh, and by the way, that's Peanut Gallery. Yes. Hi. So, uh, we did not have a pay-per-view. So, no wrestling, no heckling. Mm -hmm. But what we decided to do is a very special topic in a pseudo test for a possible segment in the future. Yes. Modified slightly to fit a certain criteria. Right. But we're going to be talking about cultural impact because of professional wrestling or pro wrestlers that did stuff outside that really became culturally impactful. Like, like the cultural impact of professional wrestling. And, and the reason why I want to kind of go, well, this is really a, a project that I actually... Uh, wanted to kind of talk about because I don't think that a lot of pro wrestling creators out there talk about the actual business of what professional wrestling is. Right. Like you got, you have your wrestling bios that do, do a lot of history stuff. You have, uh, you have cultaholics, which does a lot of their top 10 stuff. Right. Um, but there isn't so we we don't we don't want to do what they do. We want to do something a little bit different. We right. have to set ourselves apart and actually talk about what it means to be a pro wrestling business in the 21st century. And also what kind of things happen outside of the ring because pro wrestling is such an enigma within of itself right. that it transcends so many different aspects of life and I think Despite the mockery that pro wrestling gets, mm -hmm. it's in it's entrenched in more uh, genres mm -hmm. than any than any other uh, athletes of any kind. Right. Nobody. There's no other business that transcends the actual business than pro wrestlers. Right. From movies to books to models, no other no other business does it like right. pro wrestling. And I think it's because of how versatile wrestlers have to be. Right. Not only do you have to have the athleticism, so you have to look physically good on television, but you also have to you know have to how be to act. a good act. actor, right. Yeah. And so we will be talking about that. But let's first start t talking about maybe more of a brainier side of it because I think a lot of pro wrestling books get a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them have ghost writers, and I wanted to talk about Mankind's book, Have a Nice Day, because the original idea was it to have a ghost writer, mm -hmm. but Mick Foley did not like it, so he actually wrote the book on the road. Right. So, and not just that, but Mick Foley is a multi-time New York Times bestselling author yep. when that still actually kind of mattered. Right. John Cena has a series of children's books called Elbow Grease. Dolph Ziggler had a series of children's books. A lot of them write children's books. I think that's just indicative of their audience. Right. I think that's who they connect with. Right. So why not take advantage of that situation exactly. with children's books? And I think that makes sense. Uh, one of them that I also did want to talk about was Lou Fez. And he wrote a book called Hooker. And this was groundbreaking, not just because it was one of the first wrestlers to write a book, but Lou Fez really took a deep dive into the back end of the business right. in, in a time when kayfabe was still strong. And Lou Fez was very controlling mm -hmm. on kayfabe. He really did not want to break kayfabe in any capacity. And I think that that's why this sort of phenomenon only became recent after kind of kayfabe died. Right. Because 
when you have kayfabe, you can only do so much if you're trying to keep that facade up. Right. And this is one of those things where it's like, well, it's a good thing that we all know that wrestling is fake because that's kind of that kind of opens the door for people to be a little more authentic and, with and themselves. And in book, and I know for a fact in book sales, and I have people that you know work in stuff like Barnes and Noble, and they're like wrestling books when they're released are generally the most popular mm-hmm. books of any genre. And it's very interesting that so many people want to absorb wrestling like that. Right. And there's really no other thing that does it, that transition I between think, I books. think a lot of it has to do with the allure of, of what wrestlers' lifestyles are like. Right. Oh, and also, I didn't even think about this, but Muscle and Fitness always has wrestlers yeah. on their covers and uh, having their stories be told because – they have to look presentally strong. Right. So there is a different diet. There's a different athletic ability there. Right. And I think that they're just more open to doing that kind of stuff. So it's just, you know, this is just one aspect mm-hmm. is books. But let's talk about video games. Now, there are the wrestling video games of the past. The first one was called Micro League Wrestling that WWF made. For the Commodore 64 back in 1989. But let's not just talk about actual video games. Oh, I know. It's a a good jump start point. Because pro wrestling games, once again, are one of those that even if you're not a fan of wrestling, video games have that allure. They were inspired. They inspired a lot of the action games that we have now. Right. And like Tekken is almost a direct because there's so many influences within Tekken itself that had it. Uh, obviously, the New Day were in Gears 5 where they lent their likenesses and voices to a DLC pack, which I heard was extremely popular mm. because this is when New Day was at the height of its popularity. Tekken 7, which I think right now is the most sold Tekken game of all time, and that one had Bullet Club had Bullet Club shirts and masks and a bunch of stuff that you can customize your character with. And there was a lot of people who had alternate costumes. And when we talk about Tekken, think of one of the most recognizable Tekken fighter, King, mm-hmm. the Jaguar pro wrestler. Right. And that was directly based on Tiger Mask. Yeah. So... And I think this is just another big influence right. there. And, you know, other wrestlers voice people within the business itself. Seamus did voice work for, I think, Call well, of Duty. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of that, again, has to do with their ability as actors. Right, and I think, and I think that's another thing that you got to put in here. And we're going to be talking about something a little more close to home here as it relates to that acting chops, but you're right. To portray some sort of emotion is something that wrestlers do on almost the daily. Yeah. So, and I think it's just incredible to see where wrestling wrestlers are now. I mean, right. Gears 5, Tekken, those are not small. But remember that they're also playing video games too. Right. With they're, Xavier Woods, with an yeah. extremely popular YouTube channel, you have wrestlers who do streams on Twitch all the time. Yeah. And it really is another way to connect to an audience. And generally, wrestler streams are some of the most popular because. It was a, it's a way to re- interact with the actual person. Right. And they know how to portray certain aspects of what streamers are supposed to do. Right. Because not everybody can be a streamer. Right. So, and I think, once again, you that acting chops. Right. You have to be good at that to be a good pro wrestler. Let's talk about television shows. 
and not just, you know, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, which uh, had a year-long distribution, but it was on CBS in the, you know, the mid-80s. So but that's we're talking not... about voice acting right. or wrestlers being portrayed on television shows. Right, or wrestlers who did voice acting, but they did not portray themselves. Right. So, you know, I had this example of Bret Hart doing himself and having his likeness at on The Simpsons right. when it was still fairly popular. I mean, Simpsons is still one of the most popular shows on television, but Bret Hart being there is cool. You had... You know, The Rock did a couple of voice actors. There was a character in Avatar The Last Airbender called the Boulder. And the original idea was the character to be portrayed by The Rock, and it was inspired by The Rock. But The Rock could not be there to do the voice acting. So guess who replaced him? Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. So Mick Foley voiced a person who is inspired by The Rock. But, you know, it's those are just a couple of examples there of you know, these wrestlers really stepping out of their comfort zone. And it's not just here. Wrestlers go to late night talk shows. Mm -hmm. They do new stuff all the time. I mean, look at Tyrus as an example. Right. He's on television on Fox all the time. Right. I mean, he's a co-host of one of their most popular segments yeah. and he's a fill-in for a lot of their other programs. Yeah. So, and despite what you think about Fox, that's still a huge platform. Right. And I think that's why they put the heavyweight champion on him because he's showing up there with the belt. Right. So, and speaking of that, let's go into, oh, that was, was that movies? There we go. Movies. Oh, yeah. Very, uh, there are a ton of examples of wrestlers who have either, who have either starred in movies, um, at, while they were current wrestlers or they retire and then move into acting. Right. Or um, they they go into movies that are produced by the film companies of said wrestling promotions right. that and, they're a part and, of. And not just wrestlers in movies that are not part of wrestling, but movies about wrestlers. Yeah. Documentaries. Those are some of the most popular documentaries that right. are released. That's why they do so many of them and, and, because this is right. – People, you unveiled kayfabe already. People want to understand the life of this, right? Um, and you know, and then even other actors who portray wrestlers. We cannot forget about uh, Mickey Rourke, <laughs> right? Mickey Rourke and the Wrestler. There was a 1985 version of the Wrestler that mm. had people like Luthez and Vern Gagne yeah. and stuff like that. But here's a question: Who are the three? Biggest actors, the hottest actors in Hollywood right now. Well, obviously, obviously, The Rock is one of them. Yep, John Cena is mm -hmm. one of them, and Dave Bautista. All three of them are former pro wrestlers. Yep. You had Ronda Rousey showing up in Fast and Furious. She was still in UFC, but I think she was in the transition between those two. Yep. You had Hulk Hogan in Rocky Three. Yeah. Portrayed as Thunderlips, really. That exploded his career. Hulk Hogan would not be the icon that he is without that. Right. And not just in this stuff. You know, you had Macho Man playing in Spider-Man, too. Mm -hmm. Even though it was a small bit, people re remember Macho Man being in that movie. It was one mm -hmm. of his last appearances on any sort of capacity before he passed. Right. Despite, you know, there being a huge thing. But he really went quiet after his wrestling mm -hmm. career. And... I think, once again, you add that you have to be a good actor to be a good wrestler. Right. John Cena, Batista, Rock, obviously there was appeal to them, right. and they have made a, another whole other career out of acting. Yep, exactly. 
And, you know, you got to talk about it. If you want to talk about culture and you want to talk about decisions, you got to talk about politics. Yeah. And obviously right behind me is a very old picture of uh, Donald Trump. And that right there is the 39th governor of Minnesota, Jesse the Body Ventura. Mm -hmm. And very grassroots campaign. He was a part of the Reform Party. Then he went over to the Independence Party. He beat two heavy hitters and one of them i think was an attorney general in that campaign and he won so jesse ventura was that obviously you have antonio Inoki, who yep. was in the city of councils under his own party yep he, and then how can we forget about the current mayor of knox county tennessee with glenn jacobs yeah. exactly you have contributors as well dolph ziggler uh, you used to contribute for fox because he's yep. independent uh, you JD, have tyrus J john bradshaw layfield used to do it for cnbc yep and so he was fired because of the goose stepping stuff. Uh, I mean, if you want to brush upon it, because technically he's a Hall of Famer, Donald Trump is a president. Well, yeah, but that's, you know, again, that, I don't think wrestling really had much to do with it. Right, no, it definitely no. definitely is a show business sort of thing. Like, you, you have to know how to talk. You have to know how to present yourself. And wrestlers do that very well. That's why they get those high-profile jobs. Right. Um, outside, of, outside of, obviously, wrestling. But wrestling has a lot to do with stuff like that. It trains them for so many different aspects right. of anything speaking that they want to yep. do. It's like speaking in front of an audience, being athletic, being larger than life. Being confident in right. your abilities and that those are all things that you have to have if you want to be a successful politician. You have to show that confidence and clearly Jesse Ventura, like in this picture here, showcased that. But not only that, but he knew, he knew the people. Yeah. You know, it, going for the third party at the time that he won that is insane. I think it was like, what, 2004, 2005 mm -hmm. that he won like it. That. And that was way after his pro wrestling right. career because he retired in the mid 80s. Yep. So definitely a thing there. And then obviously this is kind of where I want to end it. I could have talked about modeling and bikini stuff, but I don't want to get demonetized or, or, you know, us taken down. So I was going to avoid that. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about music. Obviously, Cindy Lauper's "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" the uh, Rick, the video in 1983 with Captain Lou Albano and her connection with now, WWF. Are there are there any wrestlers who have gone on to have singing careers? Because I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, Swerve Strickland has his own stuff. Okay. Leo Rush has his own stuff. But they're not like big names, like no. who, like you would associate with someone who is a wrestler. No, not yet. I think there are some that are starting to climb within but, that. But wrestlers certainly, again, they have that talent for acting, for for portraying a, a strong voice. Now, if you want to consider Billy Corgan, because he's on this list, because obviously the leader of the Smashing Pumpkins. Right, but he's not a wrestler. He's just a wrestling promoter. Right, but I mean, it's still a part of the business. Yeah. It's still something very significant, and it's like that crossbreeding. But also, another very groundbreaking... Um, um, producer Rick Rubin, huge wrestling fan. Yeah. He actually financially backed Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain Wrestling in the final part of its years from 1991 mm -hmm. to 1995. He produces a lot of the music. Chris Jericho with Fozzie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So, I mean, there are wrestlers who are very successful. I mean, Jericho, I mean, it's not Metallica. Right, but or, Jericho is getting there. He's, right. he's More and more people are, are recognizing him every single year. Right. I mean, it's you got to start somewhere. Right. So, I mean, Jericho, I would say, is probably one of the more successful ones. I would actually say more people in Japan actually probably pursue the music aspect mm-hmm. of wrestling than even in America. But right. Uh, you know, I only have a certain amount of time to talk about the history of the cross promotion and all of that. And we didn't even get into like streaming or we didn't get into anything else because I think you kind of get the point on how unbelievably influential and ingrained within popular culture in America and across the world wrestling is. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to go back to the movies, El Santo, right. he was he starred in 91 movies. Right. And he portrayed one person, El Santo. <laughs> Why would you? He, right. he only revealed himself without his mask later, like literally the day before he died. Right. So that's just kind of where we are as a part of history. So peanut gallery on your aspect of this, what are we going to be talking about specifically? Well, we're going to kind of talk about what this new project in 2023 is going to be about um, and why I think it's important that this stuff actually be recorded and and kind of see where that goes and then take it into a whole new direction for the new year. I know it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I think that it's going to really set a really good stage for what we want making pro wrestling majestic again to be. Right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it more here in a bit. But when we come back, we'll talk about uh, Pina Gallery side of it and we'll come back. Right. And we are back. Peanut Gallery, let's talk about this. Well, yeah. So um, this project that I kind of want to do in, in 2023, obviously these these athletes, these wrestlers, would not be successful without the careful construction of the brands that they were a part of. Right. John Cena would not be John Cena without WWE. Right. Uh, AJ Styles would not be AJ Styles without TNA. Right. Um, you give these athletes a platform to stand on and make them shine through that platform. So what I want to explore when it comes to the cultural impact of professional wrestling is I want to go through company by company, looking at all of the ways in which they gave these athletes the opportunity to make an impact inside of the ring and outside of the ring. Right. Um, and there are going to be some episodes where it's going to be longer. There are going to be some episodes where it's going to be shorter. WWE is going to probably need a two-parter because of how influential that company has been. Right. But we can also look at companies in the past, too, like WCW. That really changed the lexicon of culture in, in the 90s. Right. Uh, as, 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 as an example. Um, and that's kind of the direction that I kind of see this project going through and of course we're still going to do our regular pay-per-views and reviews and stuff but making pro wrestling majestic again this is all a part of it <laughs> right we're here to let you know about this stuff that's kind of hard hitting you know mm-hmm. and you know it's not just about making fun of wrestlers now but it's really having the conversations of where can it be mm-hmm. in where the can future it be better? right um, you know, I think I think that 2022 has seen its ups and downs, but 2023 is poised to be very, very influential. But, you know, let's talk about a lot of other things that WWE does today. So as as an example, uh, WWE does a lot of things for Make-A-Wish. They do yep. a lot of uh, cultural community events. Uh, Susan G. Coleman, despite yep. my hesitancy and my 
I would say disdain towards the company itself, very sketchy, but still very influential within culture. Right, and and talk about all the things that Titus O'Neil does. Right, off screen. I you mean, know, he's a he's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Yeah, I mean, he goes into a lot of these inner city parts and really build them up into something special. Right. He's their he's their he's their global ambassador. Right. He's corporate. Right. He's the guy that goes into these communities whenever they do big shows in, in and around cities and, and events like that. And they go and they actually do a lot of cultural experiences and activities for underprivileged, often underprivileged children. And not just here, but around the world. Yeah. Like I said, he's a global ambassador, so he is everywhere and anywhere mm-hmm. as it relates to this. Yeah, and I just saw him on. I don't. I don't remember. I was at the gym, but I, I saw him do like some sort of pie tasting contest in Tampa, and I'm like, is that Titus O'Neil? It's like, yes, it is. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> he does most random things, but he's on television. He's doing stuff on national television. He's representing the company in right. a way that's different, and you know, once again, he's going after people who may not have as many opportunities because as Titus O'Neil never did. His Mm -hmm. mom gave birth to him when she was 14. He grew up in poverty. He understands some of these areas and he really knows how to connect with them. So I think this is kind of where Titus needs to be. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they renamed the middle school that he went to after him. Yeah, I can't remember exactly if it was the middle school they went to or if it was another middle school that they built. Um, But anyways... Uh, and another thing too that we also have to talk about is uh, is just the the global reach as well of many of these companies. And I think part, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything here, but because you know Saudi Arabia was here, uh, there's already a change right. within it because the uh, like the, the, co- mili- the, mili- the military police has been disbanded in Iran. Right. That was today. So there is already that change, and I think WWE. I wouldn't say I would. They should take credit for it, but I think they they're, really they're, push. They're, they really push that right, boundary. They're, they're into, a cultural force upon the world that they inhabit. Right, and people say, "Oh my God, it's such a bad thing. It's all blood money." But it's like, look at the showcase on what they're doing here. I mean, you know, even then we can talk about uh, we can talk about Rinka King. That was a groundbreaking television right uh, project spearheaded by TNA back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, there is a lot that we can talk about with with a lot of these things because there's so much that wrestling has contributed to the wider culture that it is a part of. Not not just not just here in America because I mean this is the most that we're exposed to but the world. Right. Um, and then you know of course looking at other sports as well and, and how wrestling or how wrestlers have uh, impacted uh, the the perceptions of other sports too, like MMA. Yeah, I mean Brock Lesnar, Ken Shamrock, Ronda Rousey. It's like I mean they went from well not Ronda Rousey, but you know they went from MMA to pro wrestling, back to MMA, or from pro wrestling to MMA mm-hmm. became very successful. And it's like if these are the kind of people that you know pro wrestling is really starting to pump out, what else is there? You right. know, Bobby Lashley yeah. went has an undefeated streak. Batista did a little run with it. Uh, Bobby Fish is doing boxing. now now uh marty scarrell is doing kickboxing now mm-hmm. so there was a lot of cross promotion there yeah so um you know at the end of the day i think that i i don't see a lot of this happening on youtube where they actually go through modern current and former professional wrestling promotions but really looking at at it from the business side of it right most often we talk about what happens inside the ring and how we can make it majestic again but why don't we step outside of the ring 
and see how it is being made majestic. Right. And, and how it is impacting the world around us. Right. Um, I think I'm pretty much done at this point, um, but you want to run down kind of what's going on for the rest of the year. Cause, yes. So uh, we, we, we already have quite have, a bit. Yep, we have a game plan. So next week we're obviously going to be covering Deadline and Final Battle. So that will already be taken care of for next week. We will have the best of 2022 award the week after. Yep. And then, and then the and then, worst of the week yep. after that. And for the best of and worst of awards, we're going to do a little bit of a different format in that we are going to also at the same time talk about what was the best of not just the awards, but like why and then kind of merging it all together and talking about what went well in 2022 right. just in general and why it went well and how it went well. Obviously, we've seen a lot of good changes happening in 2022, but we've all seen a lot of bad in 2022. Exactly. And we want to talk about what went bad in 2022. How could we have made it more majestic? Right. So uh, a little bit of a different format than what we've done in years past, but I think it will uh, kind of all flow together. Yeah, let us know what you think in the comments down below or in the chat wherever you're listening or watching us mm -hmm. on. If you did enjoy, remember to like, follow, or subscribe, depending on, once again, where you are, and share it with your friends and your family. That would be awesome. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash mpwma or click the link next to, uh, down below in the description or scan the QR code right next to to me and Peanut Gallery, that kind of gets you to all of the social yep. media links and all of the links for all the channels. And as always, be majestic.